What's up, everybody? Episode 9 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan. And Nate. How you guys doing today? Uh, we're going to be you talking a lot about... <laughs> you know what the fuck going on, man. We got comments. We got likes. We got subscribers. I'm pretty hyped about all this stuff, man. Yo, it's it's a day to rejoice, I'd yeah, say. Episode number Episode nine. number nine, and we're Watching already grabbing some sort of traction um, I guess, yeah. Sure. I, I would, I would call it some traction, man. You, re- yeah. you, re- you retweeted this really good quote about something about um, what it, what was it? It was about like, was it the common quote that I retweeted? Yeah, it was the common one. Even like, though I don't fuck with common, he's an old head, but yeah. I mean, it was about basically what it said is not getting validation from others. Yeah, just continuing, continuing to do what you do, um, and sort of make your own meaning out of your own journey yeah i've sense. been i've been gravitating towards a lot of those types of tweets lately they just seem to like speak a lot louder to me as of recently just seeing like the ones about like like grinding and like it doesn't matter who the fuck cares about who the haters are like all that yeah. type of shit it's yeah, just you know what the fuck going yeah on. man like shout out to the one guy i totally forgot your name and i'm so sorry but shout out to the one guy who commented subscribed and followed us on all our social media accounts so uh, i think i have it here Hold yeah bring, bring up that bring up that man's name he deserves a shout out for it's being like he left mojo bazaar mojo like bazaar thank you shout for leaving an entire yeah, yeah. thesis in the comments page on our youtube Really appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, Shout super out for awesome. The engagement. That was sick. I wonder how mm. I wonder how old he is. I don't know. Because well that that's actually gonna be like the main topic of today is gonna be age in streetwear. We're gonna be analyzing, you know, just the different generations of streetwear. And it's obvious obviously not the same that it's been in, you know, the heydays of two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. So you know, how does it sort of live right now with, you know, social within, media, internet. And within sort of different age groups from... Exactly. Like, the younger generation, kids, to maybe teenagers, to uh, young adults, and full-fledged adults, yeah. and basically people that would be as old as our parents, let's say. Yeah, yeah. and we got to break down that the sort of um, age uh, criteria or age sort of... Um, brackets of, yeah. of what co- what's considered to be you know part of the older generation, what's currently the millennial or younger generation, and then what's the like our our generation. I think we're a little bit different, or maybe we're in, we're kind of booked in that same same age group. I think. Uh, I mean, I think we still fall under millennials. Damn it! Yeah, we're still millennials. <laughs> Damn it! I think anybody up to the age of thirty right now could be considered like a millennial. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into that then. So basically, um, I mean, I'm just gonna start off with what the, what the story I was supposed to tell you earlier. Yeah. Um, so I'm going on a trip to Miami. I'm leaving tomorrow. So I doubt anybody from Miami is watching this. But Live if you stream are, from Miami. Shout out <laughs> South Beach. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to Miami, and I was just thinking in in the back of my head, I was like, oh man, I gotta. I gotta buy an outfit to go to Miami. Like I got, I gotta look fly. And then I was like, I was like, I already have a girlfriend. I'm, I'm going with her. I don't post pictures on Instagram that often. You don't. Why the fuck do I have to spend money on an outfit? What's the Very point? True. What's What's the point? And then I started to think like, why Why do I have that sort of mentality when it comes to going, obviously to a place nobody gives a fuck about, me, Miami. Like why Why do I think like that? And then I was like, is this different amongst, like, different, like, ages? Because I know, like, with a lot of, like, our our age, our people, even, you know, I have a younger brother who, who's, like, 21. It's obviously not too far off from how old I am. But I feel like I'm only buying it to stunt or to or to or to feel like I'm still in trend no yeah. matter where I go. Yeah. It's like a subliminal or a subconscious competition yeah. going on in my head. Because, I mean... If you think about it, a lot of older people really don't care about what they wear. They it's really like, don't. Okay, this is comfortable. I have this. I'm going to wear it. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if it's particularly on trend or whatever. Um, they just wear it because they have it and because they know it's comfortable and it works. 
So I think I is that something that you just kind of learn as you as you kind of grow up? It's just like you know all that shit was so trivial when I was yeah. back when I, back in the day when I was younger. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think as you grow older, you start valuing valuing um, more and more things that aren't tangible. Mm. So basically, when you, I think that when you get older, that you start putting more worth, putting more value on let's say, like, experiences, for example, That's as true. opposed to um, material things. Yeah, because so. some people could actually, if you really look at it and the breakdown of how much money they spend on, you know, streetwear pieces or clothing in general, you could probably go on some nice vacations. Easily, yeah. Some really nice vacations. Easily. And I, I was just, I mean, I used to do the math and see how much I was spending, how much I would make when I would resell stuff back in the day. I'm just like... Holy shit. I actually took, in order to go to, I think it was, it was Bali. Yeah, in order to, in order to go to Thailand, um, I sold half of my collection of, like, Supreme things and was able to afford the entire trip. And I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, that's there, crazy. Th- there's some, this shit is lucrative. <coughs> and so I guess that's a, that brings up a good question in terms of, the sort of climate of streetwear today is a lot of it is reselling. Yeah. Right. That's a young man's game. Reselling starts or it comes about like as of fairly recently, um, maybe like I would say 2011. Like it was after the sort of heyday of streetwear. Yeah. I mean, it's always been a thing, but in terms of like reselling sneakers, what were like the usual like commodity for reselling no yeah. one was really thinking of reselling apparel at the time like, yeah that's wasn't true really actually big, and know? and th- <clears throat> the biggest piece of news i mean in regards to that is StockX, which is a very big sort of commodity in, in in the shoe game industry of you know flipping and reselling shoes and they do it in a very economical way find find financial way they almost take the the stock market and bring it into sneakers and yeah what is its you know value on the streets? Um, what is the lowest current selling price for them? What are they willing to sell it to you for? And they just now started selling Supreme. Oh yeah, they have a section for Supreme now. It's <laughs> weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like reselling is definitely, like you said, um, a young person's game. For real. Older people don't necessarily care about turning a profit. They've They've made their money. Yeah. Like they're yeah. <laughs> they don't need to make like fifty dollars off of a Supreme T shirt. And that's the funny part is when you talk to the to different age groups. So I'll talk to somebody who's, you know, around like thirty, late mid thirties to early forties, who was like they were teenagers when streetwear first started out. So their 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 recollections of it is very is still very clear. And a lot of their money came from having a part-time job, having multiple part-time jobs, yeah. figuring out some sort of hustle before reselling was actually a thing. Yeah. And a lot of that money came from themselves, within themselves. Hard work is sort of the, the bottom line there. Or even being trying to, to be me, uh, more resourceful as in like befriending the person who worked at the shop yeah. Or, yeah. or just kind of getting your foot in the door, foot in the door any way possible. You yeah. Know? A so. lot of it was, was people person skills. Yeah. So, and we always kind of go back to this idea of be of the streetwear community back in the mid two thousands to you know to the late like uh, like two thousand nine issues was that the streetwear community aspect where you couldn't go on the forums to find out the sort of information that was crucial to getting that you know pair of limited shoes you had to go to the shop you had to know the people there you had to probably have gone to one of their Thanksgiving dinners or some shit. Like, you had to be very close with them. Um, And that's just the way it was in the olden days, I guess, if you want to call it. Back in their days, we had to talk to people, basically. I had to walk two miles (laughs) back and forth in the snow (laughs) to Supreme in order to get my box. I had to camp for two years. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's literally how it was. And nowadays, it's really just... Word of mouth on social media, yeah. and you don't you don't really have to get to know anybody that works at the shop. Yeah, and I mean, if you do see people hanging around the shop, it's usually just it's usually just like older people who like are trying to relive that era, 
or like younger people who just know nothing about streetwear. Yeah, and and they I just th- need they just want a place to hang out. And I think reselling and like the advancement of technology go hand in hand yeah. because uh, younger people are obviously more adept at using technology, so therefore sure, yeah. they're gonna use that as a resource to buy, sell, whatever. And they're gonna do whatever it takes. Like, um, so the analysis analysis here is that sort of the older generation sort of figured out a way to curate that that sort of uh, self-sustaining income to purchase streetwear. Now, with the kids nowadays, and I don't, I I'm not gonna generalize and speak for for all kids, but from what I've noticed and what I've participated in is a lot of it comes from your parents. <laughs> what do you mean? A lot, a lot of that sort of beginning income in streetwear, in buying that first Supreme piece or buying that piece that is completely out of your your range in terms of income, comes from, mom. Can I borrow your credit card? I promise I'll pay you back. Yeah, I'm just gonna resell this. I'll and pay give you back the with the lunch money that you're gonna get. Exactly, and <laughs> and that's that's where it comes from. It, yeah. it the, these kids are, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm only 25, but I'll say I've done this before in the past. Is, mom, can I borrow your credit card? I'm just gonna resell this, and I'll I'll give you your money back. I just want the profits, and yeah. I would for real do that. And I, I guess it's bec- it's it's just how the game is now of, of it being strictly reselling rather than wearing because shit not even a lot of kids nowadays even actually wear the stuff that they buy so it really revolves around that I know I can get this instant money by just like I just need a small loan yeah and 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 that sort of mentality is not I don't think it's good for for streetwear at all I don't think it's good for the individual either because at the end of the day, it's just sort of... Borrowing money from... Yeah, and it's just sort of this empty cycle. Yeah, you may get like 40, 50 bucks out of it, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're not uh, adding or, you know, not contributing at all to like the progression of yeah. like streetwear, street culture, or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, you're it kind of takes away from it. You're literally in this like vacuum of like buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, and you don't... You, like you don't contribute in any way and, and the thing is with that is that a lot of the times you're taking away somebody else's opportunity somebody mm. who actually appreciates what they're trying to buy you're taking that opportunity away from them so therefore they they can't get their hands on maybe something they've been waiting for for a year like months a year even yeah. longer so but i guess who's who's to say that they own like they they own a stake of streetwear you know what That's I mean? True. Like, okay, like I get it. Like, it's saved for you, but is it? It's not yours. You know, like I no. can I can buy it if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the downside of it is that not not necessarily downside, but it's just the way it is is that it's a free market. It's capitalism. <laughs> People can buy, sell whatever they want. That's how it works. They li- and yeah. they're going to be winners and they're going to be losers. And I, I, I think that it goes with something that has sort of exclusivity is that somebody is always going to lose out. Yeah. Um, but let, let's sort of talk about the differences between the two different um, generations. I mean, I mean, there's even younger, older generations. There's yeah. there's like a gray area. So it's it's almost like compete like heads bashing. So like in, in in the hip hop community, there's always like the the kids who like the mumble rap and the, yeah. the Lil Uzis and yeah. the Chief Keefs and they they think Lil B is God and, yeah. the, and all that stuff. And then there's the ones who who praise people like Joe Budden and Jay Z and Biggie Smalls. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And the two constantly clash. But it's a thing of I'm not from your time, so I can't relate. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like there's some older streetwear heads. Nowadays, that'll look at you and will be like, like that, like why are you buying that brand? You know, that's a total ripoff of, I don't know, what's some old, old streetwear brand that doesn't exist anymore? Or, um, shit. Maybe, okay, here, uh, like, like they'll they'll look at like some of these like emo goth like brands and be like. Like what the fuck? That's like Black Scale did that in two thousand and six. Yeah, yeah. But they're just like, what the fuck is Black Scale? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some kids just do. They don't decide to look 
backwards. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, it's all relative to obviously what time period you grew up in and of course. what's relevant at that time. Yeah. You know? um, looking back, I can't really relate to like the early, the early, early nineties because yeah. I was born in ninety five. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see something from like the early nineties, I'm like, okay, that's cool, but yeah. I can't really, you know. I can't but really why is it, it? Why is it that me and you like, it, yeah. and we just have a very profound passion for streetwear? But why is it that me and you we can look at something in the early, early nineties or whatever, or like early streetwear, and we'll and we'll be it. into it. We'll 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 research it. We'll understand it. We'll see you know where it comes from but nowadays kids will just look at the brand on instagram swipe yeah. up to the shop buy the shirt they don't care about where the the creator of this brand got their influences from they don't yeah. care who did it before them all they care is that it's a t-shirt t-shirt to wear, to wear and they're going to be swagged up well i think it stems from us having an appreciation for seeing how each individual piece makes up a bigger picture so seeing how maybe a brand from the past or maybe a certain iconic moment in the past mm. before our time, seeing how that affected the landscape of the culture, of streetwear, whatever, whatever it may be. I think just looking at one specific moment or one specific brand, anything like that, and seeing how it plays into how it influences how it influenced our generation, what's coming out right now, I think that's why we can appreciate it more. Because we have an understanding, we can draw those connections between the past and the present and where it's going as well. Yeah, so but we can connect those dots. The, and the crazy thing about that is there's people that are like me and you, and we like we care. Yeah. But there's people who are, are the same age of age as us and they don't give a shit. Yeah. Like they're the same way. They're just they hype on. I mean, they hop on whatever's hyped, and they just roll with it. Yeah. Is it like a, a like a critical thinking skill that they lack? Is no, it just I, a, a need to not want to understand it? I don't think it's that. I think it's just more of a timing thing. Like you and me, like we grew, like we literally grew up with streetwear. Yeah. Like from a very young age, we were both interested in some way in streetwear, whether it was like skateboarding for you or like sneakers basketball like stuff yeah. like that for me you know i think since we were kids growing up you know we so it had really that. depends on when you catch on yeah so it's something it's like um it's like if you if you just jump into like a television show like mm-hmm. eight seasons in and then you just start watching from there and then you're just like oh i like this show but me and you have been watching since the first episode of season one and the pilot and all that stuff. And we just know everything about it. And yeah. we're, we just grow with it. We grow with the characters. There's a, a different attachment to it, I guess. Well, I think an analogy that I think I could use here is that look at it when you're younger. When you're a kid, and I'm talking like in terms of like food, your palate isn't as refined yeah. as when you go older. Yeah. Like you're not going to, you know, you're not going to enjoy the food at a, like a, Michelin star restaurant. I'm not going to when root, you're like four <laughs> years old. You're not house gonna of prime rib as a five year old. Yeah, no you're not way. Gonna understand Getting mac it. and cheese. But let's say when you're like in your twenties, you can you appreciate that Michelin star restaurant more Definitely. because your palate's more refined. Yeah. You have an understanding of what um, what you're actually consuming, things like that. What's being in, like what's in front of you. So yeah. I think that that would be. A good I think analogy. that makes a lot of sense, and I think like if it's something that you kind of like we like we keep repeating, just kind of growing with and just learning to understand and have the willingness to understand. Yeah. Then I think that's where we get to some of the the greatest, you know, some of the great brands and great designers and great, you know, stylists of today. Is these are the people that sort of started where we started, and they yeah. see the they see you know this idea of oh my god like he's wearing some clothing that i've never seen before where is that where can i get it what is that who is that and and just really trying to gain a great understanding of it so how do we sort of how do we distinguish the two sort 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 of age groups and and can one or the other sort of argue to each other on why they're sort of not with the shits you know what i mean (laughs) I don't know. I don't think you can necessarily break it up into age groups as like a hard and fast like um, division. Yeah. 
because obviously there are going to be people in each sort of different age group that are either one way or the other. Either they understand and they appreciate what they're buying and what they like, or they're just going to be following whatever is the newest thing. It doesn't matter if you're 12 years old or 50 years old. There's always going to be one of those two people. There's going to be both of those people. Yeah. In those age groups, you know. Yeah, that's true. Cause we, I mean, we've come across some kids who are younger than us that seem to have a very deep understanding of streetwear. Yeah, yeah like that kid we ran into the yeah. other day. Who shout started... out to you? That was at Benny Gold. Yeah, Josh. Josh. Yeah, we said um, it at the same time. Yeah, but yeah, there, there's people out there, and I just totally blanked on that. That actually have a great understanding of it and understand where it comes from and its roots. Yeah, and those are the people that are going to push the culture forward. But I guess in that sense, it, they kind of fall rather in you're young, you don't understand, and you're old and you understand. It's kind of like the two sort of intertwine with each yeah, other. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter how old you are yeah. in whether or not you care because you could be an old head and not give a shit at all. I mean, there's still people that are old as fuck that don't even like know stats about Jordan that still buy Jordan. So I doubt they really de- decided to do any sort of you know, research on what kind of shoes am I wearing? <laughs> like, yeah. who is this? Um, but I, I guess what, what I'm trying to trying to understand is, is where do we see this sort of going in the future? You well, know? I think in that article that we, that I sent you, that you also happen to read, um, the one concerning like uh, the younger generation. So I'm talking about kids that are really young, maybe like, toddler age like four years old three years old four years old um i don't know what do you think how do you think the current landscape the current atmosphere uh this culture not even necessarily streetwear culture just kind of pop culture in general is going to affect them i think when you're coming up and you're i mean you can see kids as young as fucking seven eight nine in supreme lines yeah Although they may not be big enough to wear the clothing, they get it. Like, yeah. they know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> That's like an unserious... Like, you can never say that seriously. Yeah. But even look at a kid like Benjamin Kicks, right? Yeah. This kid makes... More fuck, than we do. Hell of fucking money yeah. just off of, off of reselling, collecting, personal buying for artists. He gets it. Yeah. And he's not even... I don't even think he's 21 yet. But... No. Like... I don't even think he's like 19 yet. No, but but yeah. the thing people have to understand is he, I don't think he's a streetwear head. I think he's a reseller. He's a businessman. Yeah. And and that's that's the sort of landscape that I think it's going to start turning into when you get like a, a StockX, a round two, um, you know, Facebook group, like buying and selling pages, um, eBay, Grailed. You're going to get the transition from p- kids like us who are just strictly into the process of streetwear and where it goes and, you know, what gets released and all that yeah. stuff into the business-minded streetwear kid. And I think that's what does, that's just what it's going to turn yeah, into. Yeah, we kind of touched on this last episode, too, when we were talking about um, – what did we talk about in the last episode? Um, we talked about – Fuck. I don't know. Supreme, but anyway, uh, Supreme being a yeah, billion dollars. Yeah, but anyways, like what what we were saying in the last episode is that with everybody looking to resell these days, looking to make a quick buck, is that the market is eventually – the bubble is going to burst oh, eventually. Yeah. There's going to be Definitely. way too much product out there um, available, and, and you know it's going to sort of lose that uh, exclusivity, that sort of um, sense of pride in having something that – somebody else doesn't maybe. Yeah. So I think in that sense, um, this younger generation, whether they're aware of it or not, is going to sort of push it in that direction. So if, if you think it's going to sort of go in that direction, what do you think can potentially, and if we see streetwear as sort of this this hourglass, right, yeah. and it's diminishing fast, yeah, and, and the, the culture is slowly going away, who's going to save it? What's going to save it? Um, because I have my opinion, but I want to. I, I don't yours. know. Part of me says that it's inevitable either way. There's no saving it. That 
it's gonna just all go downhill and part of me also wants to say that that hopefully there's a generation of younger kids that are growing up right now that learn to actually appreciate what this culture means to a lot of people and what it means to them and how it shapes their lives and sort of take that ideal and um, make something make something of it whether it's a brand that's very deeply rooted in some sort of idea or something that's just very close to a person's heart anything like that I think stuff I think just any sort of venture like that would be something that could possibly reverse it but at the end of the day I would have to say that it's going to be pretty much inevitable that <laughs> the tide's going to turn well you know? I don't think that's any good for us because we kind of our podcast is directly sourced off of the advancement of streetwear. Yeah. So if anything, if streetwear dies off, then shit, we'll just be we, talking about LRG we, and Bape. We like. had a good run. <laughs> a good nine, nine episodes season one. Yeah, that's literally what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Um, I think for me, what's going to be the saving grace for streetwear is basically what sort of started it, which was individualism. Yeah. And there's this sort of trend nowadays, and I and I I wanted to talk about this article that I found, um, and it's kind of it's kind of widespread about this idea of of kids only buying clothes because of the this mentality that they have to stay in trend, that they have to be wearing the the freshest clothes. They, I mean, if you're not wearing it, then it's almost like as if this other kid has like power over you, right? Yeah. So if I'm if I'm wearing this this Stussy shirt that I bought at Zoomies, and you're wearing this Supreme shirt and this you know this v Lone jacket, and your outfit costs a hundred times more than mine, mm-hmm. I'm gonna feel inferior to you. No, yeah, for sure. And it, and that's only if I if if I'm kind of streetwear minded, right? I mean, most people, they don't they don't give a shit. You could be wearing whatever, and they'll yeah. be like, oh, you're just wearing clothes. But to some other people, it's going to be like, oh, man, he has a way better outfit on than I do. I, I don't I don't think I can say anything around him. Yeah. But when individualism comes back into play, and it's not about what you have on, but rather how you wear what you have on, then kids are going to be like, damn, well, shit, I don't need that fucking $1,000 jacket i'm not gonna pay three thousand dollars for resale yeah i can buy this jacket from from goodwill and i can look just as fly and i see you know all these celebrities and influencers wearing you know their own clothing nobody's wearing the same thing yeah everybody looks different this is awesome i can do whatever i want and that's another thing that i think could possibly be something that reverses this sort of inevitable crash of streetwear culture i think (coughs) excuse me um i think that if younger kids can learn to appreciate that being different is okay, then that could possibly, you know, change the way the change the landscape of the streetwear culture. And we hope that that's a thing. Yeah. Like we hope that the message that we sort of like yelled at people in the first episode, which yeah. was basically wear what you want, wear within your means, and don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. Yeah. If that becomes the sort of mantra of streetwear, then we can see it sort of transition into that. But it takes people like, fuck. I'm going to use a very, very, very hot take example, but someone like Jaden Smith, who wears literally any, he fucking wore a Bat, Batman outfit to, yeah. was it Kanye's wedding? Some, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wears whatever the fuck he wants. He yeah. does whatever, how, whatever he feels. It could be a mixture of name brand. It could be, you know, Supreme Louis Vuitton. But he'll wear what he likes to wear. And it's not, not about what, what like a Travis Scott's wearing. What a, who else sort of dresses in trend of, of what's kind of hot in streetwear that has everything. Um, like, I don't know. Like a Playboy Cardi. A Playboy Cardi. Or, yeah. Ace, oh, ASAP Rocky is, is kind of out, out there. Yeah. It's not really with the trend. But... You can kind of see how these kids they attach to the celebrities, obviously, no, like the number one influence for a lot of these kids nowadays, more yeah. so than their actual parents. Yeah. Um, any sort of influencers that they follow, obviously, those influencers get it 
from the celebrities as well. So celebrities are, are the culprit for the sort of like trickle down streetwear yeah. effect. And, and I'll say this in their sort of in their defense. I think it's hard these days to be a kid and not be influenced by all That's these true. things. Because, yeah, you know, you might not have a phone or anything like that, but people around you are constantly surrounded by, yeah. they're constant, like young, the younger generation is constantly bombarded with, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. Yeah. So I think it's hard for a younger person to escape that sort of mindset. And in that sense, I don't necessarily blame them for it. I just b- kind of wish that it hadn't taken – society itself hadn't taken that turn. Like, to the point. Be, like almost being prided on – being prided on being popular. Yeah, exactly. It's, I wish – I wish – Society wasn't such a popularity contest yeah. anymore, if that makes sense. I mean, it always has been, but the way it is now, it's just it's grown exponentially from when we were kids. Yeah, it, it has. And I don't think when I was younger, at least in elementary school, I don't think anybody ever told me I had to wear something to stand out. or You just yeah. had to be personable. You had yeah. to be f- either funny or, you know, good at something in order to be liked. Like, it's how regular human interaction is like if you you stand out because of some sort of special trait and people gravitate towards you and 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 this idea of i gravitate towards you because you know how to dress that doesn't come until later on yeah that's that's a new thing that's kind of like a person that's kind of a thing that a person notices within like the first 30 seconds and then after that they're like all right, well, whatever. Yeah, you said that in the first episode. Yeah. It's just like, okay, like you, you put in like 30 minutes of time and effort and thinking to put that outfit together, but I only acknowledge it for the first like 30 seconds and I'm over it. Hey, nice shoes. All right, <laughs> cool. Man, I waited like yeah. three days for these yeah. shoes. And I mean, going back to <laughs> the article that we were talking about, it was a business of fashion article. It was about how millennial parents are sort of kind of forcing this, societal change this sort of uh competition kind of way of thinking onto their kids that are toddlers like i was saying earlier really in the sense that millennial parents think of kids as an extension of their own image so therefore they want to dress their kids in gucci yeezys whatever things like that so yeah basically what that article is talking about is that the rise of children's wear is going to be pretty big within the next few years oh, yeah. or at least so it's speculated true. to be break, That's big so in true. the next few years now yeah I mean, go ahead go ahead because i think they're the par- millennial parents still want to uh still want other people to see to perceive them as having some sort of lifestyle oh, yeah. or you know being this or having this so having a kid and dressing them in like the in nice clothes yeah. that are probably like hundreds of dollars, mind yeah. you, that they're going to grow out of, <laughs> oh is God. a way of saying to the world, hey, like, I've got, like... I still got it. Yeah, I've got it. I still got it. I'm still interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's almost, still relevant. It's almost as if you're, you're like, adding a new paint job to your, like, Louis Vuitton bag. Like, if you think... I don't mean to make my kids look like it's an object of... Uh, or an accessory yeah but that's literally almost what it yeah, is yeah it is yeah and and that's insane yeah <laughs> you know like the term trophy wife yeah trophy kid exactly yeah. like you, if you like i can just imagine that now like obviously i would be thinking some way if i had a kid yeah i would i would consider my kid to maybe not be dressed in like the you know look that you know, stupid. Yeah. Like, I want my kid to be out here. Yeah. But I don't think to the extent of... I'm not buying him Gucci slippers. Yeezys, or, no or, fucking way. No. No way. No. You're growing out of them in a month. Like, it's it's pointless. And, and the way I look at it, it's like, I th- feel like it's an insecurity. I feel like it's an insecurity... Of, in in it, terms of, like, the parents? In the, in the, in yeah. the terms of the parents. Because you got to think, like, there, there's okay. So back in the day, in this this sort of um, sneaker documentary, just for kicks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the graffiti artist Stash, who's famously known for doing a lot of Nike collaborations, a lot of clothing collaborations, he showed, and, and this is like the first recollection of like kids streetwear that I remember seeing. He had 
he's baby SB Dunks, and he had like tons of pairs. He wanted his kid to you know look fly, whatever. Yeah, I feel like like within that realm of just being like, I don't think he he was thinking solely like my kid's gotta look the best. Like I gotta get all these things for him. I think it was more so of a thing like, oh, you guys make those in, in baby things. Oh, cool. Let me get that maybe for my kid. I think the I think the main takeaway here is that. <clears throat> excuse me, that a lot of people or a lot of parents, younger parents in particular, uh, when they dress their kid up th- uh, in this way, they say, they think that I did that. Like, I dressed him like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That was me that did that, so I deserve the praise. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a cute kid, but who dressed him? I did. Dude, hell the yeah. Baby, my baby didn't get up at 8 a.m. <laughs> this morning, throw on his Gucci loafers and his whatever you know dude that's like so he didn't true. decide what to wear that's like i'm so the one who true. dressed him so therefore he wow like i deserve the credit for that you know what i'm saying i think that's the mindset that is subconsciously yeah i think a lot of people subconsciously i think hugely. people sort of hide it under the guise of oh i just want my kid to look cute like i you know like yeah. i just want my kid to have the best you know i think the best thing that we do in this podcast is sort of reach beyond the depths of just the surface comments you know like something like you just said is oh i just want my kid to look cute okay why do you want your kid to look cute like what's the reason why you care for your kid to look cute obviously you're all babies are adorable that's yeah. just like the, the given criteria and, of a and, baby and i even think that i think most parents are guilty of this streetwear or not like my parent like my mom for instance she would when i was little she would always dress me up because she yeah. wanted me to look presentable in front of like other family members, guests, whatever. She just wanted me to, you know, look presentable. And I think that went a long way for me in terms of, like, actually caring about my appearance and wanting yeah. to present, like, my best self. But I think these days a lot of people take it too far. Oh, for sure. You even look at, the, like, in the article, too, they mention parents or toddlers with their own Instagram accounts that have, like, hundreds <laughs> of thousands of followers. <laughs> Like ridiculous. I, I'm almost like 100% sure that in the long run, that sort of limelight at such an early age isn't going to be a positive thing. In, I don't think you know, any kid, kid superstar has ever come out to work, like, to be perfect. Yeah. And, and not all people come out to be perfect, obviously. Like, yeah. But but regardless, it's, it's, it's definitely a cool thing to kind of understand, to see, like, it's more than just I want my kid to look presentable. I want my kid to look interesting. It's it's more of a reflection of the parent, and yeah. that's a that's a crazy insight that I never even thought about because, like you think about that when you when you have a kid, it's just like, I mean I want I mean I, I don't want my kid to look like a lame like yeah. you 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 throw some of yourself into it because th- mm-hmm. that kid is a representation of you. Actually, it is you. It that's, is you. That yeah. is my is semen. Yeah. That is my <laughs> semen. Like that. That's and my egg, kid. And egg ladies. Yeah. Don't forget about you. <laughs> X Y chromosome. Yeah. X Y. X Y. But yeah, like, I mean, we. I, I totally get it, and and I definitely see. Like, that sort of like just just when when Yeezy started to make or uh, Adidas started to make like baby Yeezys, I already knew from that point. It was gonna like blow up into this into this huge thing in the future. Yeah, babe, kids is a thing. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a huge thing in Japan. And I, uh, I don't know. I think that in terms of parents buying stuff for their children, the sort of I want this child to impress others. I think that sort of makes the child fragile as time goes on because the child the the kid is looking for validation from other people always yeah if they're exposed to it at such a young age like that on such a big scale um let's say like i was talking like i said earlier hundreds of thousands of followers on instagram if you're being exposed to that kind of attention at such a young age then when you get older i think it's just gonna get to you eventually you know Imagine being four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, throughout all those years. Yeah. Every kid, every school you go to, every event, every family member, they're like, damn, you dress so well. Yeah. Wow, you got you have the best clothes. Or yeah. damn, that like that must have been expensive. Yeah. But in the back of your head, you're just saying, Well, my parents buy me these clothes, but you're you're trying to play it off like this is some persona or some outfit yeah. that you happen to curate yourself, like you're the 
the greatest stylist ever. Yeah, and also I think you set the expectation too high. Or oh, at yeah, least the parents set sure. the expectations too high for their children in that the, the kid thinks that, okay, I have, to, I have to meet this, this, and this yep. in order to be – you know, a, a successful person or whatever, oh, whatever it that's may be. The, that's the biggest yeah. part. They think they're equating the looks and the sort of the, everybody's sort of like like picking at you of like good graces of just like, oh, you're doing so good. You yeah. look so great as you have to live up with resulting, you have to live up to that or equating that to success. Yeah, because you like realistically, you haven't done shit. You just you look like you've done shit. Yeah. And that's the, that's the most you're going to get yeah. from it, which is which is insane. But you can see like with the Bape kids and Adidas making baby Yeezys and just like this this idea of kids that are our age having kids and having their kids look like they looked yeah. back in the, or how they looked when they were younger. And m- the funniest um, funniest quote is when you would see on t- when we were on Tumblr heavy, you would see like little kids with like snapbacks on and like the like goodwood chains and like button ups oh, to the God. top right yeah. and like the little dye piece in their hair yeah. and then the caption would be like girls love to dress their kids like the guys that they left or that the guys that left them <laughs> those ones are always really funny to me but just to just point this out i had never reblogged any of that stuff <laughs> i scrolled right past we just so. read it that's all yeah but yeah i mean we definitely see how how that's gonna start to become a thing and and we're calling that right now because lately we've been talking about shit on this podcast that for some reason just happens to come out in terms of an article being Always. released. Like a few weeks after we talk about a certain topic in our podcast yeah. or anything like that, we see an article on online or whatever, and we're like, hey, we literally just talked about this. And and I'll like send it to you and be like, yeah. we did it first. Like yeah. we, we are always sort of analyzing what's next, what's going to be the discussion. And not to say that we're – you know, geniuses. We are geniuses. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I think we just take a more in-depth approach to, you know, uh, and like you said, analyzing where the culture has been, where it is right now, and where it's going to be at. Yeah. So I think we're just... We're not we're not geniuses, but we can connect the dots. Of course. And, And streetwear itself is very, very surface driven in the in the sense that it reacts to what happens rather than looks back to how things were and and sort of predicts it doesn't you think so i think so because this is how this is how i was gonna say supreme this is how streetwear news works it goes something gets leaked this is what's gonna come out soon be prepared or this is about to drop okay everybody this is where you can get it and or fucking some big news happens like a supreme sells its shares okay now look supreme is worth a billion dollars now let's analyze it rather than like is anybody analyzing the the longevity or the monetary value of something like the hundreds you know what i mean yeah, like yeah that's true up until they get bought out or they sell to some big corporate company i i'm calling this right now the hundreds is gonna sell is gonna be the first streetwear brand to sell to a major like conglomerate con- <laughs> con- conglomerate company it's gonna sell to disney no it's not yeah they Are will i'm calling that right now no I don't disney think so. is gonna buy out the hundreds and that's gonna be the first of its kind that's gonna be the first like but i mean supreme already kind of went through that they literally just went through that with their but i mean in the sense of like it's it's almost like you know how they have like big media mergers of like a Disney, ESPN, ESPN, like things like that. It's going to be the first of its kind, and I'm calling it right now. They're going to be the first streetwear brand to be bought out by a big-ass company. All right. Because they're already in line with, you know. Shout out to Disney. Give us a cut of the check. (laughs) Give us a piece. They just pulled out this Who Framed Roger Rabbit thing. They've been doing all these collaborations. I mean, where's where's streetwear going to go in the future? It's got to go big. It's got to go bigger. What's bigger than Zoomies? What's bigger than Moose Limited? You know what I mean? Like, they got to go big. Sure. <laughs> oh, that. How does this connect back to what we were talking about? 
we're, we're talking just evaluation and, and how we think of streetwear in general because something like age is something that's, <coughs> that's looked looked past all the time. In terms of like... In terms of nobody nobody looks at the sort of... Because streetwear, everybody thinks streetwear just, is just happening. Streetwear is the same thing as, as how the 60s were different from the 70s, how the 70s were different from the 80s, and 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Yeah, it's just a natural progression. It's a natural progression, yeah. but people fail to sort of pinpoint where the cutoff is because the difference between the 80s and 90s is 1989 to, eight, to 1990. There's that, it, it literally says 89 to 90. That's how you know that there's a difference, but nobody knows that there's this, this cutoff between where it was the golden era of streetwear where you know you had the huffs and all that stuff and then yeah. when it turned into what it is now of reselling and and blah 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 and you know what i there's mean there's no like definitive cutoff there's no definitive cutoff you know like yeah. there's no like if you were to think of it as like when there's no when berlin, jesus was, there's no berlin wall falling exactly when jesus was born there's no bc of yeah. streetwear <laughs> you know we're still living in just the regular just normal years there's no bc of streetwear yeah and i think it's 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 on its way to becoming you know like once this kid streetwear starts coming in it's going to be a, an entirely different age because now the focus is not going to be on um just normal releases it's going to be like kids releases are going to be the biggest thing think about millennials having kids and all those kids are in that market being way bigger than what millennials are buying because millennials aren't buying stuff for themselves they're buying stuff for their kids yeah and that's only going to come within you know five ten years from now if but. you're listening to this just make sure you smoke a little bit before you listen so <laughs> it'll this will make way more sense if you do i yeah, think yeah just open up your third eye. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking into the future of streetwear man like yeah. it, it it's definitely something crystal that ball think of about. streetwear what the crystal ball of streetwear all right um so basically what we're trying to get at is that there are young people suck young <laughs> young people are trash <laughs> when it comes to streetwear because they're slowly slowly killing it yeah and not in the good sense of killing it um and we're gonna need that that young group of kids and i'm, I'm starting to see it like you can see actually no I was, gonna, I, was, I was gonna say like a, I've seen like up you and, took that one back up and come, I, I swear to God I saw like up and coming kids um, in streetwear and there but then I just looked at it and they, I was like oh they hang out with like ASAP Rocky and all them so I'm like ah uh, never mind they, can only get so far they ain't really doing too much yeah. Um, but yeah there's there's got to be you know this 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 new group of people to come in and really raise streetwear up to its sort of the essence, which is individualism. Yeah. And, and we and we know you're out there. Yeah. We know there's a, there's a select few of you out there that actually understand what we're talking about and are able to digest it and appreciate where, like I said, where streetwear or the culture has been, where it is right now, and where it's going. So I think at, at, the, at the end of the day, the... The big takeaway here is that we need more people to be genuinely invested in whatever it is that you're interested in yeah. in order to make an advance in anything. Not just streetwear. Not just streetwear. It could be anything. Yeah, that's a very relatable um, nugget that yep. you can kind of put towards anything. Like if you're not putting 100% of your passion into – and I don't care if it's reselling, if you're yeah. – you know. If you want to start a you know a streetwear company, if you want to, you, I mean, whatever. If you put a hundred percent of your effort into into it, then it pushes the culture forward. Because now, if you say you're doing something different, say you're doing something the same as somebody else, then you're almost you're driving it through that. You're yeah. driving what it could look like in two, three, four, five years, and yeah. that's a good like that's a really good point. Like one, I feel like. One small little ripple. Let me get. Let me throw you a little analogy or metaphor. Here we go. One little ripple in the pond can make bigger waves as time goes on. You know what I'm saying? That's that kind of rhymed. Yo, nope. that kinda... <laughs> bars, <laughs> bars. We're gonna drop Skip. the the. <laughs> the, the <laughs> 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 gonna drop the metro boom and just boom, just 
drop the clue bomb on him. But um, basically what I'm trying to say is that one little thing, whether or not you think it's insignificant or not, for instance, this podcast, no, no matter how shitty we may think it is sometimes or how little of a reach we have in terms of like getting out there to an audience you know you never know it may have a bigger impact later on yeah yeah so i think that's another takeaway here and and that's that's really all we're trying to say is like you know we're push the culture forward in, in some way somehow be passionate about what you're doing um and that's just a shout out to everybody that's been following us we, we try to say it every er, the end of every episode and the beginning of every episode. Basically, what we're saying is listen to our podcast because listen, pretty soon we're going to be broke. Like, subscribe, do whatever it takes because we're starving. We're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> no, My but pockets on, are bleeding. On the real, on the real we, we, uh, we definitely shout out everybody that's, that's supported the podcast. Yeah. It means a lot because it's something that we definitely give more of a fuck about than a a part-time, full-time job. Sorry. There's a lot more passion into this than <laughs> serving anybody's shoes has ever been. And I think we just want to say thank you to people who even, they may not even listen to the podcast or watch our videos or anything like that, but I, I really appreciate it when people take time out of their day to even give me like a one-sentence comment or even ask me, hey, how's your podcast going? Or Very like, important. Hey, Very I saw important. that you're doing a podcast. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, I... All those little things, I think we sincerely appreciate. Yeah. No matter if you listen to it or not. Of like course. Just any little sign of support there, we're, we're grateful for that. So thank you guys. And yeah. Ooh. And yeah, a great point because, I mean, that's what we do it for. And to anybody that's just as passionate about streetwear as we are, Shout out to you guys, and we hope that you listen to our podcast. Um, also, we really appreciate Fiji water. So We appreciate all water. Uh, we're drinking out of these mason jars, and it's tap water, so, so any sort of water. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> any sort of water sponsor that wants to uh, keep us hydrated we on a weekly basis, too. we definitely uh, love that. Preferably one with electrolytes. Okay. All no, right. Yeah, all Shout right, out anyways. to the good water out there. <laughs> keep us, keep, keep sorry, our, keep our sorry, Arrowhead. lubricated, Arrowhead. you know? Um, but yeah, that's a, that was episode nine of the No Chance Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe to our shit, watch comments, our old videos. Whatever. Um, leave us comments if you guys want to argue with us or comment on how well Nate did this episode because I swear to God he did most of the talking, which is just pretty damn cool. Um, but yeah. <laughs> or if def- I did a really shitty job, let me know. Yeah, too. let him know too, man. <laughs> like, hey, whoever that, let me know, so wh- I can whoever that was address. that commented on the last episode, make sure you comment on, on how well Nate did. Yeah, um, And yeah, that's episode nine. So thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.